Welcome to Two Birds, One Stone, an Arizona Cardinal podcast. Uh, we're recording this a little bit differently this week. Today is Wednesday, October 13th. Um, our just crazy busy schedules did not allow us to record on Sunday after the game or Monday or Tuesday. So here we are on Wednesday. So the plan is we're going to do about half a recap of uh, the Niners game. And then the second half, we're just going to preview this Sunday's game against the Browns. So as always, we'll start off Garrett thoughts on the win over the Niners. Um, it's kind of the same thing I said, I think whenever we played the Vikings, maybe uh, um, it's kind of just like a, we play down to our competition. I know we were dealing with quite a bit of injuries, uh, but with a team of our caliber or of what we think our caliber is, I feel like there's kind of no excuse. Um, I kind of yeah. went, went into the game expecting to kind of steamroll them like we did the Rams, but I think that one of our big flaws is not taking teams uh, teams very seriously unless they're a, a worthy opponent, which that's something that we can't fall into a habit to. I think there's something to be said about that. I mean, they were starting Trey Lance. Trey Lance did not look good at all i mean if it wasn't i disagree for his... i thought he looked i thought he looked fine not fine i thought he had some rough moments but for a rookie quarterback in his first start playing one uh division two game or is it a, a F- fcs game last year yeah coming straight to the nfl i felt like he he looked pretty good i mean i can pull up his passing numbers it was ugly. like 15 to 29 i think like it, it was he did not he did not he looked absolutely uncomfortable throwing the ball like you can't argue that he looked he looked like he like his even like the spiral like everything looked uncomfortable i think he's i think he's throwing addicted to throwing the fucking ball hard like every single ball he threw he yeah. threw as hard as he could which yeah that little to no touch guess, he reminded but... me of I, I, during the game, he reminded me of Cam Newton a little bit and like just the big power quarterback that like yeah. will run the ball. A lot of Shanahan designed a lot of fucking like just power quarterback runs yeah. to the right, to the left or whatever, which I guess that's what you have to do because he probably saw the same thing that we did. He just did not look comfortable in the pocket. So you had to utilize him in different ways, but right overall, I mean, the Cardinals defense did fantastic. I mean, you can't attribute, attribute that to a rookie quarterback, but obviously that rookie quarterback is athletic and talented and any quarterback that Shanahan has the ability to, to game plan for a week and kind of put an offense around to his skill set has a chance to succeed. But right. he, like I said, he didn't look great uh, with his arm. He did make I some thought plays he met expectations. Legs, but... <clears throat> I don't think he exceeded expectations, but I think he probably met expectations for his first start against a, a, a undefeated team. Uh, I, I felt like he he met met the expectations. I don't know. Yeah, um, but like I said, defense did play well. Defense has been doing its job all year. Um, they did a little bit better, like against the run, but at the same time, I don't have the numbers. Um, on me right now right i um i think it's gonna it's kind of like what we alluded to earlier like i think on our first episode we did where you kind of said our defense is not going to be the best defense but they're going to need to force turnovers and i feel like that's exactly what we are right now we're not the best defense obviously we can't stop the run for shit but we force turnovers and and give our give our offense which is the top I'd say top two offense in the league, a chance to score points. So yeah, as long so they as they score more points, the other team, we will not lose. They had 150 yards in the ground at 5.4 yards a carry and a touchdown, uh, 16 carries, 89 yards for Trey Lance. And then the next, uh, 
highest carry total was Elijah Mitchell with nine for 43. So even that, like, it's not like we were getting just gashed on the ground by running backs. It was those just designed quarterback plays that kind of got to us a bit, but um, on the offensive side of the ball, it was probably our worst offensive game. Not probably for sure. They only put up 17 points. Um, Kyler's, had somewhat of a shoulder issue. They was kind of looking at him all game. Here we go again. Fingers crossed that that's not anything Actually, I believe crazy. it's a bicep, not a shoulder. <clears throat> Am I wrong? Could be. I don't know. I just seen shoulder uh, on the injury a bicep, report. A bicep than a shoulder, right? On the injury report I have right here, Kyler Murray, right shoulder limited. So it's a shoulder, unfortunately. So um, he looked, he started off slow and then, well, I guess what matters is in that fourth quarter, he made the throws to D hop. There was like three or four big plays to Hopkins that kind of sealed the game. Um, Kyler ended up uh, 22 of 31, 239 yards, a touchdown, uh, no turnovers, which is always good, but he took a couple bad sacks that looked kind of yeah. reminiscent of his rookie year yeah. where he, he kind of fades back and you, he looked to that like patented rollout to his yeah. left move um and then the Niners credit them they did a good job like containing him and keeping him kind of hemmed in the pocket on those rollouts it's a couple times where like Armstead is sitting there right there waiting so going forward I mean the key to stopping Kyler Murray it seems and with a lot of quarterbacks is pressure in his face and then containment on the outside well that's Um, a lot easier said than done I think absolutely yeah everyone says yeah I I I feel like that they did they uh they played Kyler Murray the best out of anybody we've played yet but yeah. it also helps having Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead on your defensive yeah. line. Yeah, and I think that uh, Kyler said that that was the best defensive line in the league, or in the league that since he's been in the league that he's faced. So, and it showed. I mean, they yeah. got pressure all day. Um, but yeah, the the run game was also kind of terrible. Uh, yeah. The Cardinals only ran for ninety four total yards as a team. Uh, the team high. Can you guess who had the most rushing yards on the team this Sunday? James Conner. Rondale Moore had a team high of 38 rushing yards. I think it was on like four carries or something like that. Uh, Chase only carried the ball six times and James Conner went uh, 10 for 29 yards, but he did score another touchdown. Uh, Derrick Henry is the only person in the league that has more rushing touchdowns right now. So that's something, but at the same time, there, there wasn't a whole lot going at all on the offense right. all day. Sunday. Can we take a second to uh, appreciate Rondale Moore and how big of a piece he's become to us? He's yeah. badass. Like yeah, it sick. seems like it's been forever. I think he's got 21 catches already. He's on pace for like 70 plus catches as a rookie, as our number four receiver. So that, I mean, that shows just how good Rondell is, but also how good this offense is that their yeah. number four target has 21 uh, catches, not even counting his uh, attributes returning the ball or right. those rushing yards. So um, I think I, I saw feel like, go ahead. Sorry. I think I saw since like 2000, he's got the most all-purpose yards by any rookie receiver through five games or some dumb specific stat like that. But, but he is doing his job. So yeah, I love the way that they use him. I think they use him exactly how he needs to be because he's so damn shifty and quick, and he's so good after the catch. Um, also, somebody that I want to shout out is DeAndre Hopkins because I feel like DeAndre yeah. Hopkins has kind of been getting disrespected here by the Devonte Adams and of the league who kind of claim to be the top dog or other people claim to be the top dog, just because he doesn't put up the the huge numbers that, that we're used to seeing from those will come. come. They will come. And I just feel like we faced, I mean, he had Jalen Ramsey on him that one game. Um, He's had some good corners matched up 
against him. And Peterson, not even talking as much about as the, you hate to say yeah. it, Peterson played him a good yeah. game. And, and not even talking about the the times he's been double teamed. I feel like the reason that you're seeing the Rondale Moore and the AJ Green big games is because that's all because of DeAndre Hopkins because he takes away so much attention. And then, as you saw in this game on uh, Sunday, whenever we need a play, that's who we go to, and he will still make any play we need him to. I mean, it seems like every time he's manned, the ball is going to him. Like, it's not like that we're shying away from it. It seems like every opportunity they have to, like, that he is in single coverage, Kyler's going his way. And I don't know what the fuck the Niners were thinking there, especially late in the fourth quarter to do that. I mean, it was hilarious that that was Josh Norman, that he caught that yeah. game ceiling touchdown on because I forgot Josh Norman was even playing. I think he got signed to the Niners probably around, like, week two or something yeah. like that. But uh, their secondary is banged up a little bit, which also is another reason it's like you want to see the offense perform a little better than that. But like we said earlier in the year, at this point, 5-0, and a win. An ugly win is – you can say that was an ugly win, but that's that's a win that you kind of like, like to see too. You Like it's one yeah. – you don't go out and you score, you don't score 34 points or whatever, but it's a division game. It's a, it's like a punch back and forth, kind of just like a ugly slugfest type game. It's good to see that they can win those two as well as going and putting up 34 with the Vikings and going toe to toe that way. So that's, that's, we've seen every single type of win the Cardinals are probably going to produce this year. The fucking shit pumping of the Rams the high scoring close game with the, with the Vikings, the shootout with the Vikings. And then this, where, like you said, it's kind of a slugfest individual game uh, where it's just, everyone's uh, going at each other's throats. Yeah. Um, it's cliche, but like, it, like good teams can win ugly and good teams find ways to win those kind of games. And I know they said that um, a couple weeks ago against the Jaguars that I think Kyler said that they wouldn't have won this game in years past or that game against yep. the Jags. I feel like the exact same yep. about this one where we were up 10, nothing, whatever it was. And they score seven and it's like, Oh, they're hanging around and it's ugly. And, but they, they, they had stood in there. And like I said, their defense was awesome. Kyle Shanahan. Holy shit. He went for it on fourth down five times. Like he was not fucking around at all. And it was all fourth. Which I think it's, it's a good way to play it. I mean, if you're going to play the, uh, yeah, exactly. Undefeated team in the league who has that good of an offense. That's how you, it's, it's kind of like the the same way people, which I guess not anymore, but uh, people play the Chiefs. I mean, you uh, you yeah. don't, you know we beat the Chiefs by kicking field goals, which I guess yeah. is kind of the the, le- the level we're at now, which is kind of good to hear. Yeah, so that's that's four for fourth down stops. So they were for one, were one for five on that. I think the biggest one. I think it was they were fourth and one around midfield, and the Cardinals are up ten to seven. I think there's like nine minutes to go or something. This is before the Hopkins touchdown. Uh, they go for it on fourth and one, and we get another stop. Okay, and they that if they don't get the stop there, you're you're that's just like a huge momentum yeah. swing at that point in the game in the fourth quarter. But the defense got it done, and they did all game. So My not a whole stop, lot. Maybe maybe not the most productive was obviously the one at the goal line. Oh, that was badass. Oh, my God. Scared the shit out of me when Simmons was lying there, though. You, I missed it at first, and then they're showing replays, and he's just, like, laying there. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that was – I think he's okay. We're going to get into injuries now, but Simmons, I didn't even see him on the injury chart. But um, after that game, you had that fucking terrible Max Williams play where, you know, it's – the league is so different now, like, that, wow, I'm only 23 and I'm saying the league's back in my day. But like I remember back when like DBs didn't just dive down at the at the knees and legs of these bigger tight ends. That's all you can do now right. because 
you can't put your shoulder up into them right. like that. So they're bigger guys. The only way to get them down is to, is to chop them down at the, at the legs. Right. And that leads to the, like you might not, you might avoid the head injuries, but there's so many more ACLs and knee injuries and ankle injuries on like these type of plays. There's going to have to be a change, mostly uh, including that, but also because of the fact that it's so damn hard for BBs to play in the league nowadays. Yeah. Just because every and it, it, this game's a great example is literally every other play you see a flag. Like I, I'm just kind of getting fed up with the with the flag. This was yeah, this was a big penalty game. There's a shit ton of penalties. Oh my goodness. Every time was, you look up, there's a flag on the field. It's it was yeah. Kind of there was a couple bad. I mean, fuck the Cardinals got lucky on a couple of them yeah. with that missed safe or holding in the yeah. end zone. There was a couple where it was like we kind of were on the right side of it. But then again, there was some, uh, one of them, like a Chandler Jones roughing the passer. That was just like, what the fuck? Um, But that's another conversation. But um, yeah, so Max, he's getting kind of drugged down from behind. And then another DB comes in to help and hits his plant knee. It did not look good. They only showed the replay once because of how bad it looked. Um, He ended up getting carted off the field. It's come out now that he is going to be done for the season, um, which does suck. We've been talking about Max a lot on this podcast because he's having the best start of his career. He's been a great, like, safety blanket for Kyler this whole time, and you fucking hate to see that. A guy that's having a career year on an undefeated team, and he gets that opportunity kind of taken away from him. So, speedy uh, recovery to Max. We wish him the best. Um, Hopefully he comes back better than ever and wearing a Cardinal uniform next year. Um, aside from Max, we had Rodney Hudson also go out and not return to the game with a rib injury. Um, I've seen kind of a few different reports on him. Um, they don't really want to rush him back as important as he is to the team. Like we talked about earlier, it seemed like the Niners after he went out, there was a lot of pressure up the middle, um, with Hudson, big Rodney Hudson out. So I think they're aiming to get him back for the, for the Packers game on Thursday night, I think on the 28th. So that would put him missing. I guess the Browns and the Texans game. Yeah. So that sucks ass as well. Um, We're kind of getting hit now all at once. And this is the only thing like you start four and oh, three and oh, it's like, okay, things are going great. Let's just avoid injuries, play good ball. And maybe we can keep this thing going. So here are the injuries. We'll see what happens. I know the Cardinals brought in um, Richard Rogers. Do you remember Richard Rogers? Green Bay Packers, Packers tied in. Yeah, Packers yes. Guy? Yeah. I think he caught one of those Hail Marys again yeah, in Detroit. Yeah, yeah, that's Richard yeah. Rodgers. So I don't know. I think he was with spending a little time with the Eagles. Uh kind of brought him in. I think he was signed to the practice squad. But other than that, you see a bunch of talk about going out and trading for a tight end. I don't know who you're gonna go get. Like like Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, yeah. That's Zeki. that's not gonna happen. Goddard. I think. I think Goddard's more likely than Ertz at this point. Ertz was there with for as that much as Super Bowl team. Ty- for, for as much as Max was, was used, I feel like something has to be done. Especially knowing you got to look at the salaries back. though, too. Like Ertz is making way too much money for me to bring for us to bring him in. Um, I would like, like, I would just like to see. I liked the Richard Rodgers signing. Just kind of bring bodies into the room, right? I, I like I kind of liked what we saw a little bit from him in the preseason with like Ross Travis caught a touchdown, I think, from Shrevler. Um, we've got a couple big athletic bodies, Daryl Daniels. Um, yeah, bring in Richard Rogers, see what happens. But if all else fails, I don't mind um who we have at the at the position already. None of us really saw Max Williams producing as much as he is right now. Like no shade, but it's not like any of us thought he was gonna be 
whatever he is, like third or fourth on the team and catches or targets or whatever. But so it's like we didn't have high expectations from that position anyway. So I don't want to go burn a second round pick on a Zach Ertz who's getting older or whatever. So we'll see what happens there um, with the tight end position. But along with that, we also had Byron and Marco missing the last game. I don't really have an update on them. I think that they missed – they were limited in practice. I have the injury report right here. Uh, Marco did not practice from his ribs. And Byron Murphy also did not practice ribs. A lot of ribs. A lot of rib injuries going on right now. Right. So it's only Wednesday. Wednesday is a lot of Veterans Day offs, and they don't push it too hard. But that's also not a good sign if they missed last week. So – Again, we didn't do we didn't look terrible in the secondary last week. So, but you you this is a different team. The Browns are going right. to be a different animal. Um, so you'd like to see them at, see the field a little bit on Thursday and Friday. Get out there, see what they can do. Um, but yeah, lots of injuries. I feel like one one of them back would be awesome. I don't really expect to have both, but if we could just get one of them back just for some kind of help. Um, I know we kind of did all right this past week in the secondary, but. It would be very nice to have one of them back. Yeah. So that's injury cleanup. I'm sure we'll hear more about it throughout the end this week, heading into the weekend. Um, I guess we'll get into uh, the two birds, one stone player of the week for week uh, five. Um, this player also a perennial all pro player has not received our two birds, one stone award yet, despite having a great game week one. Week two, okay, kind of slow start. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins with six catches, 87 yards and a touchdown. Like I said, uh, the offense kind of had a slow start throughout the throughout the game. But in the fourth quarter when you need him most, as it seems like he always shows up, uh, he was there. I had his over in catches. We'll get to our bets. But he only had <laughs> the over-under was five and a half. He was at three like all game. And then there's like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And it's like, God damn it. This is going to be the one leg of my parlay that's going to fuck me. He had the long first down catch, the touchdown, and then the first down on the last drive to kind of seal it. So it's like, whoo, had me sweating it out. But six catches, cashed out. So congrats to uh, DeAndre Hopkins, two birds, one stone player of the week. First time in his career, first of many. I think I have a nickname for DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, what's that? It's kind of cheesy. The boogeyman. He comes the boogeyman. out when you least, well, he comes out when you least expect him to. Very cheesy, but I like it. I'm gonna the, work on a graphic for that. The boogeyman. The boogeyman. That's pretty cool, right? Pretty because sweet. why? Because he comes out when you least expect it. Yeah, he, he, he and guess what? Least expect it. And it's spooky season too. It's October, oh, so wow. Fuck, this is go. the worst segment we've ever done on this show. <laughs> this early show. That's the worst one. So uh, we'll get into our bets from this past week. Uh, if you want to go first, you can go ahead. Oh, I guess I'll go first. Well, I kind of a bad weekend. Oh, it's been a good week for me. I know. Okay. We'll oh, I had a good one, too. Don't worry about it. So, of course, we'll start with the losers first. Fair. So, um, I had 50 to win 191, and I had the Browns-Bills uh, parlayed in a money line, or both money line. Uh, of course, the Browns kind of fucked me. I was pretty Ooh, high on the Bills. so close. Yeah, it was close. I, I was I was high on the Bills all week. Um, like I said, I the, the Chiefs of the – Chiefs has kind of looked like dog shit here recently. So, and I, I feel I like I thought there was, it, it was one of those like gambling things you do in your head where it's like, I cannot picture in my head the Chiefs being two and three. Like, it right. doesn't make any sense. They need this game more than the Bills do. I just, at the same time, you love the way that Buffalo's playing. 
I stayed away from it at the last second I pulled out. So you were on the right side of that one. I but, was, uh, but fuck the Cleveland Browns. fucked you, huh? No, they fucked me last week, so we fucked them back. Hey, oh, let's fuck the Browns. <laughs> Not in that way. <laughs> okay. My <laughs> second one. I had the Titans, Cardinals, and Chiefs. So I kind of tried to hedge a little bit. Actually, guys, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not very smart with my bets and keeping track. <laughs> I kind of placed them at the same time. Didn't realize that I picked two of the same team or two uh, opposing teams, but that's part of it. And obviously, no, that one you lost. sounded smart when you said you hedged yourself. Like that. No, but I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, hey I'm really shit, bitch. I'm not fake to my fans. <laughs> I'm really shit. Okay. There. Now to the winner, the winner of the week. I had a 14 parlay, all money line, of course. 10 to win 232, the Eagles, the Saints, the Steelers, and the Bears, which with the big surprise being the Bears was, was the one that I – The Eagles I kinda, were down big uh, – the, the, the Eagles and the Bears were both pretty risky. I don't I don't. That was a very risky was, one. You fucking <laughs> – that one was tough. Hey, cash is cash. Cash is king. Come on. Can't argue with So what did that one pay out? That was 232. Fuck. 10 bucks for I've 232? Won. Yep, I've won three of the five weeks. I keep telling you this isn't sustainable, but you keep fucking hitting on these $10 six leg plus hey, for those who are listening, for, for those who are listening, not watching, I'm doing the, the, the Michael Jordan uh, documentary shrug. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what you can't argue with results, you know? Yeah, you so sure can. good for you after you uh, you barely missed out on that big, the big one last week because of the Raiders. There you go. Like the Raiders. So what are you up now on the year total? I think I'm up 370 or 380. Zeal. Congrats. Cha-ching. Get into mine. I have, have been on a slow roll, so I only placed one this week. Um, I had uh, all the Ravens money line, which, good God, was I sweating that out on Monday night. They went into overtime against the Colts. Uh, got the coin flip and went all the way down this field and scored a touchdown, so... Got that one. Uh, I had the Cowboys money line over the Giants, which ended up working out pretty well because Daniel Jones went out. Um, that looked fucking bad. Did you see that play? Oh, my God. I Ooh. thought it. See, did, do you remember when that happened to me? No. It was uh, whenever I played football. That is like the most scary thing in the world. So I got I no got, idea what's got going hit. on or was it just black? Yeah, no. It, so 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 I got hit, which uh, to be fair, I made the catch after I got hit. I was going across <laughs> the middle of the field and I caught the ball and got hit like on the very top of my head. And it like, it feels like you got like electrocuted. Like it's like a shock. And like, I like passed out for a couple Stinger. seconds and I woke up. Yeah. And then I woke up and started walking. And then I fell down after I started walking. Yeah, it's not a good feeling. Shout out to, to Danny Dimes, hopefully for a speedy recovery. I know what you're feeling, yeah, my friend. That looked fucking rough. You did. There was the one cowboy that kind of like watched him stumble. Yeah. It was like, oh, That's fuck. Bad. Went over to kind of help him. It's like, God damn that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that looked tough. We talked about the the knee injuries and like stuff like that. That's still obviously the most severe. You hate to see that kind of shit happen, right. but um, yeah. So I had the Cowboys money line, Ravens money line, Cowboys money line. Uh, I had the Cardinals over six and a half in the first quarter. I just liked that number, the six and a half for an over. All we need is a touchdown. It ended up working. So that hit, uh, I had the Cardinals money line, which obviously hit. And then um, as I said earlier, the Hopkins over five and a half catches, uh, that was 15 bucks for 96. So we're back on the board. I'm up like 120 on the year. So I have a little bit of catching up to do on my little brother, sure which do. kind of fucking pains me. 
to see because I thought <laughs> well, you've you see, you guys are listening. Like you're listening. You're hearing these fucking bets that he's hitting. Ten dollars to win two thirty-two. The fucking Steelers and Bears. Like, what is going on? But I hey, I just might quit my job and and uh, start a career in putting out my bets on Twitter. You think that'll pay off for me? I mean, who knows? When you know, you know. So uh, we'll do a short little uh, Browns preview now. Uh, Garrett, are you ready to razz it up? Let's razz it up, baby. Come on. You guys, uh, can you razz each other at all? Razz? <laughs> that was ever a word? <laughs> so kind of razz each other back and forth during the offseason to keep in touch every once in a while. And yeah, we razz each other for sure. Yeah. All time, all time. Kyler versus Baker Mayfield, part two. You just hear the two former teammates talk about how they love to, to razz it up with each other, give each other a little shit still. Uh, but they're, they're opponents this week. So uh, how do you foresee this game going, Garrett? <clears throat> um, uh, to use kind of a part of my take sl- uh, slang, I think we're going to get chunted to death. Oh, shit. Pretty hard. Yeah. Not chunted yeah. to death. I don't think we're going to lose. It's not um, a matter also- of if uh, we get gashed on the ground, it's if we can withstand it. Because, God, it, uh, the, like I said last week, I think, I don't know what they are now, but going into last week, we were uh, second to last in the league in uh, yards per carry against. And uh, the Browns are first in the league in yards per carry and have the two, the best two headed uh, monster running back in the league. So here's what I'm hoping is going to (laughs) happen. As we saw week one, obviously we have the ability to not let the best running back in the league shred us. We tend to forget. I'm kind of hoping that we, it's kind of like how our whole team plays against other teams. This is a kind of stupid way of saying it, but we play down to our competition. We take, we take people yes. that aren't seriously, yes. uh, you know, uh, I feel like hopefully us playing uh, the best two headed monster in the league in cream hunt and hype um, up the boys. Right. I feel like it'll kind of get everybody like, Oh fuck, we're playing this good tandem. Let's rock. You know, let's roll. That's kind of my hope. Tighten up some loose ends. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, that's obviously the name of the game. If you, we can keep them around 150 yards on the ground, kind of like we did against the Niners and make Baker beat you with his arm. I like Baker Mayfield. Like, I don't – I'm not a Baker Mayfield hater. Like, it seems like one of the big things online is Lamar versus Kyler or Baker versus Kyler. I guess the two number one overall picks and the the OU connection. But, obviously, I'll take Kyler every day. But I do like Kyle – or Baker. Um, I think he does have good arm talent. It just – some of these stat lines are fucking ugly, especially with the weapons that he has. The the – how effective and scary their ground game is, that's got to be your game plan. You have to go in saying, I, Baker Mayfield, you're going to have to beat us. And I think he had, I think he has the ability to, but you, you're going to take your chances with him rather than uh, well, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. One thing that we definitely don't have to worry about is Baker, um, Baker's legs, because obviously he's not very good at yeah. evading, ev- evading people. Yeah, remember the video of him running from the cops and then falling down. Oh, <laughs> snap! I was kind of curious to where you're going with that because I was like, Zinger. Oh, he might be one of the more athletic quarterbacks we've seen so far. He wasn't in that least. video, <laughs> no. I'd say he maybe got maybe three yards of carry if, if you're if you really wanted to the crutch of the numbers. Um, but yeah, yeah I feel a, like it's just gonna have to, that's good. <laughs> it's gonna have to be a um, 
we're going to have to make Baker Mayfield beat us, which I know uh, OBJ isn't what he has been in the past. I don't know yep. if it's because of uh, him getting double team kind of like Hopkins, Hopkins or what, or if but he's you just think kind of with Landry out there, which I think actually Jarvis Landry may be out. I think he missed last week. Um, yeah. I think he did miss last week. I'm not sure if he'll be out this week, but I, I just feel it's going to have to be the name of the game. Like you said, stopping your run, make Baker throw the ball. And um, but, which also kind of scares me because our, we don't, our two best corners are hurt as of right now. So exactly. I mean, they just played in a game that was 42 to 48 in that Chargers Browns game last week. Like the, the fuck, and the Chargers do not have a bad defense. Right. Browns can put up points, and like Baker can, he can put up numbers with his arm. He just hasn't been consistent. I'm looking at their injury report right now, and uh, Nick Chubb did not practice. Uh, Kareem Hunt did not practice with a wrist and a knee injury. Oh, Jadavian Clowney did not practice. Their starting tackle, Jake Conklin, did not practice. Their other starting tackle was limited in practice with an ankle. David Njoku did not practice. So, I mean, fuck. Well, definitely. They're, the they're a little banged up as well. This week, the theme of the NFL this week was the injury bug, and you saw all the injuries. Um, right. Of course, Saquon. Did you it's see that time of the year? Ankle? Yeah. Oh, oh it looked God. like a golf ball. Or Poor half fella. A tennis ball. <laughs> yeah, Poor fuck. Fella. The Giants are kind of not yeah. catching a break. Like, That's I sad. do think they're a little better team than what their record says they are, but – injuries and just inconsistencies like Sterling Shepard was having an awesome start to the season. Then he's out. And then right. Kenny Galladay kind of steps up and then Kenny Galladay is out. Daniel Jones, obviously with a concussion Saquon, right when he kind of caught his footing in week four this week, he sprains his ankle and who knows how long he'll be out now. It's like kind of feel for the giants a little bit, um, but they've been trash forever. So who really cares? Um, but yeah, so both, both of us are banged up. Um, if we can stop the run and the passing game gets cleaned up a little bit, I think the Cardinals do have a good shot at going five and out. We're actually not favored in this game. It's in Got Cleveland. It. Yeah. You, I texted you about that. You did not seem too surprised. Can you explain why you're not surprised? I just, I mean, I can see it, especially after what happened last week with the chart. I don't, again, I've, I've lost some money on the chargers this year. I just don't understand what everyone's so hyped up on them about. I don't get to hype on her. You could have only lost a, a money on them one time. They're four and fucking one. No They're first place in that division. Okay. Either way. I, I just <laughs> don't, I'm not, I feel like that everyone thinks the chargers are like a top two team and with them, them making it that close of a game going to OT with the chargers, I feel like definitely helps. Also the Browns have kind of been, I mean, everyone, these, especially these past two, two or three seasons. I mean, they're, Everyone kind they're of considers them a top three in the AFC team. Yeah. So I think they're I, still going to end up being, I think they'll end up as a top four seed in the AFC. I don't think they're a bad team, but I don't know. They're like, their two losses are two good losses. They lost to the chiefs yeah. and, and, and really the, the Browns kind of dominated that game up until the very end when Mahomes kind of took over um, and lit, led them back. <clears throat> and then they lost to, yeah, what you said, I think, in my opinion, I think the Chargers are going to be a one or a two seed in the AFC. I'm very high on the Chargers. So that's two losses to two really good teams. But at the same time, the Cardinals are the last undefeated team. I, I expect it in the line's not even close. It's not like it's a minus one. I think they were favored by three or something it was like three whenever I saw it. So uh, the Vegas odds makers are not on our side, but that's I, never I, stopped um... us before. I don't – this is but. the most nervous I've been for a game, even the Rams game. Um, 
Yeah. But I think it's because we, I mean, it, we're five and zero oh now. Like at that yeah. point, we're only like There's two more or to three. Lose. Yeah. It's just, um, I, I feel, I'm still not even really that nervous to be honest. My, my thing is kind of like, I don't think that we can be outscored. Like I feel, I, I just feel like Kyler kind of has a switch where he can just turn it on and make it happen and not lose ball games. Um, See, we, remember I, what I, just, I said last week? You're at, you're at the point where you forgot what it's like to lose. You forgot that you have forgotten that the Arizona Cardinals can lose a football game. Yeah, you can't I even have. comprehend. You can't even comprehend it anymore. I it's have. possible, Garrett. This is this is nervous game number three for me. Obviously, week one against the Titans, the Rams game, first division game, and then this one. It's like, but uh, what did we? I think we said going into this this pretty tough three game stretch, we were cool with one and three, right? Or correct. One and two, right? I said I said I would not be upset with an out of conference loss with the Browns. We already beat we beat the Rams. We beat the Niners. We're ahead of schedule here. If we can beat one of the Packers or the Browns, you're, if we do that and we beat the Texans, which don't overlook anybody, if we lost to the fucking Texans, I would I, I would possibly cry. Like it would be it would be bad. But if we beat either the the Browns or the Packers, we'll be seven and one. And if we lose to both, six and two. Like that's also not bad. So it's not like I think a, uh, what happens, I would I would feel down if. I wouldn't. I would. I would absolutely hate a Packers loss, but a good Browns loss, I wouldn't be too ashamed about. The Packers one, obviously, is it's a conference matchup, and it could come down to a one or a two seed positioning. A head-to-head win would be big, so I would rather us win the Packers game too. But that's going to be prime time as well, and you love a prime time Thursday night victory too. So something we also we'll forgot to mention: <clears throat> five and zero. Oh. I believe our record prediction is what still for all that said, we Wait, couldn't do it. Let me check a hundred. We're doing yeah, it. it's a, it's a hundred percent. 100%. Five all you crazies. All you guys, you call this crazy. You call this bastards. You call this son of a bitches. We fucking we're five and oh, who would have thought? Isn't oh, that wait, fucking, we did. Isn't you know? that crazy though? Like when you yeah, actually we predicted like, five games for sure. No, uh, that, like, uh, the Cardinals are actually five and oh, right now. <laughs> like yeah. that's pretty that's fucking crazy. Nuts. Like I didn't, you think about it, it's like okay, each week goes by. Okay, we won, but oh, let's bitch about this. And we, bah, we almost lost to the Niners, but it's close. Ah, oh, missed kick against the Vikings. We're five and zero. Oh. We have one. Like five I said games on my Twitter, we have not lost any. Game. Like I said on my Twitter, which I suggest more of you follow because only have like forty-seven followers. <laughs> follow, um, follow this guy. I, What's your Twitter? Was, I forgot. The, I was gonna say uh, at at AZ AZG AZ cards AZ cards G. Yeah, AZ cards G or something like that. I should probably know it if you guys. Yeah, that's my. <laughs> but as I said on my Twitter, I tweeted, which is my most liked tweet ever at 15 likes. I'll just put that out there. Zing. Um, we're five in the first time. We're five and over the first time since 1975. Since 19, 1974. Jim Hart, baby. Smell the roses, my friend. I feel feel like those who have listened to this every episode of this podcast usually knows that I'm more the pessimistic, looking at the negative side of things. But I feel like now is a good time to just say, we've beat a really good Rams team. We beat the fuck out of the Tennessee butt cheeks. Stop and smell the roses, my friends. Two and zero in the division. Not very often the Cardinals go five and zero. Uh, yeah, I mean it's been forty years. Two and zero in the division is humongous um, in a division that most people. I mean, it's not like people thought that we were going to be a, a bad team, but and with our division, many expected us to be at the bottom of it and to right. start off two and zero and 
and our division plays is, is fucking huge. Plus with Russell Wilson out, we'll probably miss Russell Wilson for a game too. So fingers crossed that that gets to three and oh, I believe we actually play the Niners again before we play the Seahawks, but regardless, um, yeah. So five and oh, anything else that you wanted to talk about before we head off the air, little bro, go cards. Beat, ha- ha- it's, it's, it's the hashtag beat Browns week. Beat the Browns, beat the dog pound. All right, guys. Um, if you listened this long, you're a real one. Uh, please tell other Cardinal fans, uh, let's grow this thing. Let us know what we can do better. Um, yeah. Until next week. Go birds. See y'all. Go birds. See ya.